and welcome back to the Ficos Extra episode 10. We've somehow been managing doing this uh, 10 weeks in a row and uh, I'm all, as always, joined by Sporting Panda. How are you doing, mate? All right, figures. Yeah, very good. Very good, <laughs> thanks. Enjoying the weather. Yeah, you've been going on walks and stuff? Walks in the local common. Uh, yeah, sitting in the decking outside. I've got my Dyson uh, hot and cold um, fan on me as we speak. So <laughs> I'm comfortable. Is it too loud? Can you hear it? Or is it all right? No, I can't. It, I, they're so one of the silent ones, aren't they? No, it's quite. It's on level six. It's not silent. Oh. No, no. Oh. But it's a bit of a con for anyone thinking about getting one because it literally is an expensive fan. To make air cold, you need an air conditioning unit. And I got one last year. Highly recommended. Wow, you, you seem to have everything. I think you got a lot of compliments about your lighting when we were doing yeah, the quiz. Beautiful lighting, uh, <laughs> nice little portable air conditioning unit, which has got to come back out of the garage. Uh, temperature's important for me all that fur. I mean, we're not alone today, actually. We, we, we drafted no. in a, a late, late recruit. We're joined by Football Index SOTD, aren't we? Where is he? I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Hey, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you feeling at the moment about uh, the world and, and football index? The world, I'm just a little bored. So I work from home quite a lot, so it's not making much difference to me in terms of work. Um, but Are you productive at home? Well, I work from home most of the time, so I'll answer yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, in case you've got any listeners. Yeah, yeah, good thinking. Someone did actually spot me on a podcast <laughs> once and spoke to me in two years. And actually contacted yeah. me and says, "Are you SOTD?" And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." It's a bit weird. Yeah, you just fame, yeah, fame, being on the Figcast. That's that's what happens. Was it the uh, was it the hundredth? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, no, it was. They didn't see my face. Ah, oh, okay, fair, fair. It's just the voice. You've, that's even creepier. You've been, you've been on this, and you leave more times than I've had hot dinners. No, how many times have you been on this show? Uh. About three times, three or four, three in the live one, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know how I coaxed you into that one because you, you weren't you weren't very happy when we were about to start. <laughs> well, yeah, I just wanted to enjoy the night, and when you got to speak in front of people, it's not that enjoyable. But yeah, you it was good. A, it was good. You did a stellar job, mate. It, it turned out good fun in the end. Yeah, yeah, it was. But uh, I mean, Panda, before we get into uh, mm. a few pleasantries and some admin, Uncle Richard, mm. how's he doing? He's doing well. He's, he's been doing a bit of scouting this week uh, on uh, a few players. I won't give names away, um, but he's um, yeah he's been sort of deep into the the newspapers and scouting sites, um, and he's also quite big into aircrafts. So, <laughs> mess, mess, message here from him: I was spending some time tracking aircrafts and spotted four reported hot air balloons flying at sixty thousand feet above Kenya. That's twice as high as jet planes, he says. So, interesting. Anyway, I investigated, and it turns out they have arrived from South America to provide improved internet connection for Kenya. Oh, amazing. Wow. That wow. is amazing, isn't it? How does that even work? It's called the, if people want to look this up, which they probably don't, <laughs> it's, uh, it's called the Loon Project. And so, yeah, there's these, there's these hot air balloons floating above Kenya providing internet connection. I find I find it funny how every week, just before we get started, you're like, "Oh, fig, what are we going to talk about?" And then you <laughs> you pull out stuff out like that. So uh... yeah, because because there's a lot of time on your hands. There's a lot of uh, you know investigation in the world to be doing. Uh, it keeps me busy. 
well i mean moving on from uncle richard because that is that is fascinating another one of his hobbies apart from being a a part-time chemist um the quiz we did last week how did you feel that went down Mm, less said about that the better (laughs) i mean i thought it was a great it was a good evening great fun raised a bit of money didn't we for charity uh very amusing community how about the questions yeah (laughs) i wasn't yeah I mean, I don't really want to go too deeply into this, but I... Uh, can, I ju- you know, can I just say one thing before you go on. into it? I I didn't proof your questions because they were so good, right? Mm. That I just mm. presumed that you'd done research. You, you didn't just sit there with a piece of paper and write them out, which it's actually very... What I was saying to someone, that's actually very impressive because I had to do... You know, I was trawling through Arsenal's archives to make sure that I, I didn't get the... Uh, you know the the goal score is wrong for yeah, the invincible yeah. seasons etc uh, yeah. but you you were just off the off the top of the head and it it didn't because when i tested it on a couple of my mates they did scream especially in that first question with the goal scorers the yeah. hatchets <laughs> they were like yakubu yakubu and i was like no so, mate there's only so one no, but... i was like i came on for like the first half an hour um because i was yeah. busy after and uh first question i thought there's more than one answer here. <laughs> <laughs> For those that didn't partake or participate in the quiz, my the, the panda round um, was the showstopper. And uh, question one to open the quiz was, uh, who is the only Premier League footballer uh, to score three hat-tricks for three different clubs? Um, and it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't until we got to the answer section and I said uh, Nicholas Anelka. And then all of a sudden, the torrent of abuse came my way with loads of other names. Yeah, so there's five of them. Is that right? Yeah, there's uh, an Alka, Ferdinand, Les Ferdinand. Les Ferdinand. Yeah. Teddy Sheringham. Yakubu, Sheringham. Yeah. So that's four. Robbie King, was it? No. No. I, I didn't get the other one. I, got the fr- I wrote three down because I knew Panda had got the question wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about the yeah, but the questions overall I thought were of a good level just obviously a little bit of attention to detail like him <laughs> the last one's Kevin Campbell Arsenal yeah. Chelsea City oh yeah, yeah. So, mm. there you go. and there was another small slip up as well which uh, we'll move on from the quote in one, <laughs> se- in one second but I um, I cast my mind back the Lille uh, league one uh, title winning team and the six players from that club that have gone on to play in the Premier League and I got the year on I said from the Lille 11-12 team, but it was 10-11, I think they won the title. Or it might be the other way around. But it was obvious I meant the the title-winning team. And Lee on the line, you know, nailed it, got all the questions right. But there were a few pedantic ones out there calling me for, uh, what, Payet and Joe Cole, potentially. But any, but we should record the questions on YouTube, shouldn't we, so people can have a go at them. We should do it this week, or this Easter mm. weekend, if you're free, uh, and then get it out yeah, there into yeah. the into the world. But the less said about that quiz, the better. Uh, mm. We're, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about transfers, aren't we, first of all? Go on. Well, I've, I've just... Something from Telegraph Football. I don't know the author, but I'll read this out to you both. Um, Europe's top clubs are now ready to look at swapping players when the next transfer window eventually opens. It is appearing increasingly attractive among chief executives once football opens its doors again and the season is completed. Now, yeah, that's something we spoke about last week, isn't it? Around do you reckon some of these be... journos have been listening to the pod? I do because we said last week, right, sixty percent of transfer activity last summer, uh, as I'm sure Lee knows as well. It was free transfers and it was loans with option to buy. So that number, I think, jumps up this summer. 
I um, think that the loan with the option or the loan with the obligation to buy is definitely going to it's going to it's going to increase, isn't it? I'm not sure there's going to be a window. I think uh, they might just have a open window till next till uh, till January. Yeah, till till January. Yeah, I think so. Till the end so of you, January, you, in theory. So, do you think do you think Lee that they'll open it? I don't know if you had to guess now as a betting man. Do you think they'll open it on you know the same date as they planned, but they'll just leave it open through the whole autumn and winter? Do you think it'll open on time? No. Well, I think I think it'll open it. I think if they finish the season, which looks fairly likely at some point, whenever that is, I think they'll open it then. I think it's too. I think it's too messy otherwise. So I think they'll open it then, and I think they'll close it at the end of January. Yeah, because you disagree with this, don't you? Because you you were saying football can be played and we can have transfers going on. In yeah. yeah, I I I don't I don't see any reason why why we can't do that. Like it it happens in January. Uh, it used to happen in August. Um, it still happens in some of the European leagues. Like I just don't. I, I, we need to give football clubs as much. Well, I say we. We're not the football executives here. <laughs> they need to give football clubs as much flexibility as they can. And if you look at football clubs, what's the biggest asset they have at their football clubs? Most of them, it's the stadium, right? But most uh, second is f- uh, footballers. For some of them, if you've got Mbappe and Neymar in your same team, it actually might be your footballers. So they are like they are the most valuable things at your club for a lot of teams. And for some of them, it's definitely the, the second most. So I, I just can't see why you wouldn't allow that freedom of movement, like allow clubs to be a lot more financially flexible when they need it most. I don't, I don't think they'll allow anyone to play like this season, whatever. Like if they decide to open it, I don't think you'll be able, you might be able to sign someone, you won't be able to register them. And yeah, what, yeah. What, what, what do you mean? Like, if it opens and there's football still going on, like so, so for ex- yeah, so if it opens and there's football still going on this season, yeah, I don't think you'll be able to sign someone and, and play them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, d- I definitely agree. Yeah. I think they'll. I think they'll. Yeah. But yeah, but it will yeah. mean that if you're, uh, let's say, uh, hypothetically, right? Um, there's there's been all the chat about, uh, say, Timo Werner, for example, right? Um. Leipzig are in financial trouble, which they won't be, but let's say hypothetically they are. They're in financial trouble. They need to sell some players to raise some money. You could sell him to a Liverpool, to a Bayern, whoever's in for him, accrue that money immediately, or at least part of it immediately, and he'd go when the season finishes. But I don't see why you wouldn't allow that flexibility. It's happened with, you know, it happened with Ziyech already, right? He, yeah. he's, what do you think he's accrued... Ziyech will be, be able to play for Chelsea? Uh, I I don't think so. I think legally he'll probably be allowed, but I don't think he'll he'll push that personally as a so it's a weird one as isn't a it? player. And I don't think and I don't know as well. I, I don't know as well in terms of accrued. Yeah, you, you can book it potentially as accrued income, but you won't be able to have it as revenue because the transact the sale point hasn't occurred. I.e., the player hasn't actually arrived at the new the new club. I don't know. That's a bit boring. That's like accountancy stuff, isn't it? So but I know. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. They'll be able to do stuff early and get sort of cash through the doors mm. or something on their finances yeah mm. I, I think it's it's going to be an interesting time isn't it i mean just moving on from the well actually staying with the kind of player swap thing uh, i think ted knuxton from uh stats bomb he had a good tweet actually he said i keep reading about exchange of players as a new thing likely to happen in this transfer market for that to happen it takes four happy actors club for uh player a club for player b player a to move to new club 
player B to move to new club. And he says each team must have a player that satisfied the need of a different club that is also surplus to requirements. And then the player and his agent have to be happy about moving to said new club. It might happen a few times, but good luck with that as a new normal. Um, that's kind of what I was, was getting on about uh, last episode. I mean, it, it, it might, he, he said good luck with that being the new normal, but you know, this is the new normal until it's not, isn't it, Panda? Yeah, I, I was. Um, I don't see creative swaps necessarily for like um, James Rodriguez or Ramsey or you know the guys that are, or Gareth Bale that are on absolutely huge wages because I think it's tough to move those because they may potentially want to stay in their own environment and collect the cash as opposed to take a pay cut and go to to a new sort of environment. Why not see out your contract? And then you've got, you're like a free agent. You've got complete control and ownership over where you go. A bit like Tom Brady's done, right, for the Patriots. This is NFL stuff, but he basically signed a one-year contract extension last year. But he said specifically in the contract, you cannot franchise tag me at the end of this season. Which in the NFL, if a club puts a franchise tag on you, they have ownership over you for that year. And they have to pay you an average of the top three salaries for that position. So he made sure that he was a complete free agent at the end of the, the contract. So he can choose and he went off to Tampa Bay. And it's sometimes I think that with Gareth Bale or like uh, Rodriguez at Real Madrid, they're on such big money in a nice warm climate. And they're just going to run their contract down until they, you know, they, they choose where to go. So I do think we're going to see a lot of swaps. But I, um, I think it'd be more the kind of middle of the market and the lower middle end. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think we'll see many swaps. I mean, you see, the only swaps you really see now is low-level football. You see quite often in that. Yeah. Yeah, but the, don't you think though this is like uh, unprecedented times though? So if you're a kind of middle of the road club, or like a, I don't know, like a, a ninth or tenth place club in in the continental league. If they want to get a player in, they may have to give something up for that player if they've not got the cash. Don't you think like this pushes them towards more swaps, or you just don't see it at all happening? I think it's difficult. I think agents yeah. now in football and makes it too difficult. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think yeah. you used to see it more in the late eighties or something, um, mm. but I don't mm. think you. I don't think you see. It. I think it'd be difficult anyway. We're going to get a lot though, aren't we? Right? Like, well, I assume we're going to get a lot driving media dividends. You know, a lot of like, I don't know, Bale for Pogba yeah. or um, Delict for Pogba or Neymar for Griezmann. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to enable journalists to fill up newspaper uh, my, my thing is, like, why would you as a club want to do some of this? Like, if you're... It, I go back to that tweet from, from Ted. Like, it has to be perfect because... Right, okay, let's think about Jadon Sancho, right? If United, and they probably do have the money, but let's say hypothetically they don't, why would Dortmund sell him unless they really need the money? As in, why would they swap him for like a couple of players yeah. at like 50 million? Yeah, you, you, you wouldn't, I don't think. But you're looking at those scenarios where a club has made a significant transfer and the piece hasn't fit in the puzzle. Mm. Yeah. You know, like Coutinho yeah. hasn't yeah, yeah. ever really... Got, it's not been a congruent fit at Barcelona, I don't think. So it, it's going to require clubs where you've got two players unhappy. I, I get... I think the point is we probably all agree on that it's fairly difficult to pull off and unlikely, but I think we're going to see some more of it this summer. Maybe, maybe not. I don't think I've seen one since I've been on the index. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. 
Yeah, I think the the swap thing it, it's going to have to be perfect for a lot of clubs. But I I do I am fascinated by this this uh, upcoming summer and how football clubs are going to maneuver around. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's certainly unprecedented times. We might see things that have never happened before, but. Um, We've had a lot on the timeline from a football index standpoint about a certain fullback playing for Bayern Munich, haven't we, uh, Panda? Alfonso yeah. Davis has been kind of like the. Uh, we've been slagged a lot on the on the timeline about talking Sancho too yeah. much, even though yeah. he, you know, he is talk of the town, I suppose, at the moment. Um, but and he saved the index, in my opinion. <laughs> being a bit not saved it, but I do think he's done a lot. I don't know. I think he's done Adam Cole um, a few favors and. I think he's done the lower and the mid end a few favours as well, to be honest with you. So I don't really see the negativity around him. But he's dragged a lot up. Incorrectly or correctly, it's not for me to say. Maybe I'll ask Lee, but he's, uh, I think he's been good for it. Do you think Lee's had that effect? Do you think he's dragged some of the kind of mid and lower end up with him? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think he's dragged younger players in particular. Um, they've sort of... I feel like they've maybe clung onto his coattails a bit more than some of the others have. Yeah. And I, I said it on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Shit, we've gone into Sancho again. You might have to cut this out. People can't stand us talking about Sancho thing. But uh, a couple of my mates are like, well, if I buy a player now at £1.50, like, they're looking at the potential to do 12x their money because he can get to £13. Whereas if you've got top of the index at 7 or 8, you haven't got that growth potential. So I think... Even if the maths and the kind of intrinsic value doesn't work, I just think it, it looks uh, looks more attractive for the casual user. But anyway, back to the the question, right? Was it Alfonso Davis versus Trent? Alfonso? Well, it wasn't necessarily versus. We can we no. can maybe talk about the comparisons in a minute. But mm. in terms of his rise uh, uh, as yeah. it is, I think I, I saw you tweet Panda that you'd bought a few on the on the uh, defensive change to to him going to defender. But he's yes. he's risen considerably since then. He has. He has. I think it's two. I think it's twofold. And Lee can jump in after me, maybe, because I'll be keen to hear. I think, number one, Germany looks like it's going to get its football calendar and programme kicked off first. So I think we've seen money move into the kind of fashionable German PB players. And I think that Alfonso Davis has that um, sentiment because of the performance against Chelsea and, you know, the the destruction of Chelsea's right-hand side. I think people have got that front and centre in their brains. So they're thinking about Bundesliga returning. They're thinking about youth because of Sancho, as, as you know, Sancho's climb. Uh, and also um, he's got the, the position change. So there's a lot of factors which go into the rise. So it does make perfect sense to me. And I, I think the price is absolutely fair. Lee, think? Yeah, I would have um, agree. I would have bought on the position change. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't see it. And he'd already gone up, I think, 20p-ish. Yeah. And I thought, oh, well, I'll leave it possibly by maybe later. I'll see how it goes. And he hasn't stopped rising. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't really fancy it at 410, but I think it's a fair price. Um, and just see where it goes from here, really. Mm. And, and the recent comparisons, I suppose, to Trent have been, uh, I mean, what do you make of them, Panda? Actually, Lee, you go first. I think it's difficult to compare to Trent. It's, I mean, what's Davis now is the second highest defender on the index. Mm. 
Um, but but it, but it's, it's it's coincided with obviously Kimmich moving as well to, the, to midfield. Yeah, I mean Kimmich would have been as a defender. We've had that positional change hanging over him. He would have been priced a lot more, so he would have been priced around six-ish, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, we David Davis. I mean, he's a good player, and I can see why people have bought him uh, as like a long-term hold. Um, but we'll see from here. There's no real international football with him. Uh, does that affect him? I don't know. Yes. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> Panda thinks, yeah. So, yeah, there's no international football. Um, like, I, I, even, like, you've got to put a value on that, I think. Like, you know, that. So, I don't think Canada unnecessarily. I mean, look, maybe they're up and coming, but. If you compare Canada to England, England have got potentially European qualifiers, World Cup qualifiers, if they count for PB. You've got a World Cup tournament and you've got a European Championship tournament. So you have to put a value on that for Trent versus Alfonso Davis, which, you know, people can debate. That's the beauty of modelling and, and estimating, but 12 to 16p a year, I don't know. Um, but there's a, there's a gap there. So that's the buffer Trent has. And also, I just think it's the wrong comparison for me. I think people were looking at Davis up to Trent, but I'd be looking the other way. And I've got quite a few Davis, and I think he's, you know, a fantastic footballer. But it more interests me the difference between him and some of the £2.50 defenders that are young. Like, why that difference is there? Yeah, I don't see. I I think if if I think Alfonso Davis is a £5 player, which is kind of roughly what I think, then, like, Trent to me has to be. At least double that. Like, look, look at these scores here, right? PB, Matt, PB scores, right? So this is from this year. And I know that Davis hasn't played that much, but Trent's got uh, five scores over 250, seven over 225. I don't think Alfonso Davis has got any. So it's very hard for me to listen to any comparison and say he should be closer to Trent. Like, why? I think Trent, I think uh, Trent's out on his own. I think there was only Kimish that could touch him really in terms I of agree. defender mm. Um, mm. I think Davis is more more like you said I compare some of the lower players to Davis rather mm. than Davis to, to Trent and I'm not saying Davis is a bad buy I think he's quite a fair price um, yeah. I bought some more yesterday so yes. yeah I mean I like, I like the price at the moment but it's just that comparison I find of yeah yeah, I think the other thing is like there's obviously a lot less like we we kind of know what Trent Alexander is about now. He's mm-hmm. he's nearly he's played like what hundred nearly hundred games for Liverpool or nearly there there or thereabouts, um, yeah, which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. But we we have that big broad data set for him. Uh, we don't really have that for Alfonso Davis and and him becoming a bigger feature in the side has only really been something that's happened from what November December till about you know that uh champions league second mm. leg against or the first leg against chelsea where uh he was fantastic it's it's the the kind of piece that we've been talking a lot about panda where there is less data about a player both visually and like on paper it's it's easier to speculate about his potential uh when in actual fact a lot of the players that we kind of cross compare to to certain players never really live up to the potential not saying that alfonso davis won't he might well surpass trend he might become a far better player and he might become a better index hold but 
it's easier when there's less data to kind of speculate and compare. I saw I saw I saw a good tweet from uh, Lee this week talking about the age gap between the two of them. Like that's clutching a straw a little bit, isn't it? Because it's only what eighteen months, nineteen months. It's not a lot, is it? No, I mean you can't <laughs> I, I, you can't use age as uh, a differential. I don't think in prices <laughs> at all. I I, but not because I don't see people doing the same when you're like, oh, he's twenty five and a half versus twenty seven. I don't know. I think yeah. someone tried that. Oh, just, so oh, 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 shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, car. All right, all right. Moving on. Yeah. I think. Um, I think. But I think the one thing with Davis, I think it's interesting. I think Bond's quite interesting how that team's going to settle down. I'm not sure he's going to stay in defence. Uh, yeah. Which might not be a bad thing for him, uh, as as a player and as an index hold. I think a lot might depend on if they do sign Leroy Sané. Because if they don't, mm. I think Davis might play further forward. Yeah, and there's there's a you know there's a few players that could move around. Brian, could they? Um... They didn't sign Lucas Hernandez for like eighty million for nothing. <laughs> no, but he, he he might play centre half. Yeah, I think he, he probably will play centre half. Yeah, left side. Yeah, and then yeah. if if there's all the rumours about Alaba and Boateng leaving, like if those two leave, then he probably stays as a defender. Yeah. Um. So it's, what's it's, tricky is with media. Like, I think I think I was saying this to Lee the other night when I was chatting to him. Um, Trent has got a possibility to me, not at the moment, but he's got the potential to become a bit of a, a growing brand and pick up the odd PV win. Uh, sorry, media win. You know. Free kickstart going in, Liverpool gaining in, in fame, although they're obviously doing really well media at the moment. But but they pretty much built their team around him and his playmaking ability. Mm. So he has got the potential to grow into a media spotlight and pick up more. Yeah, has they, has the, the off- Davis hasn't necessarily got the same, has he? There's also the off chance of him uh, shagging a pregnant lady, isn't there? Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how much would you pay for Trent as a, as a media player? <laughs> Just as a, a media question. player? The thing is, it's quite um, it's quite variable, isn't it, with uh, with Trent? Because uh, who was it who who messaged me the other day saying like, if he scored a screamer or if he scores a free kick, then or if he does something outrageous, which he he might. It's hard to quantify how many times a year he yeah, does that. He's probably going to win media on the, like the the Leicester game, for example, where he got two assists in that amazing goal. But you can estimate. I mean, uh, what's he done media this year? Must be around. Oh, he's been something double digs, so... Um, he, got, he doesn't count, does it? Yeah. No, no. It's done about and it, 15p, maybe? I don't know. So, 15p, 10-year career. And you, in, in, the, in the bell curve, you know, you would expect it to, to increase in his mid-20s if he continues tracking this performance level. So, I don't know, how much do you put media-wise to him? That's a good question. 275, three quid? So therefore, at the moment, you're paying more for Davis than you are Trent, or not far off. Not far for, off for PB. You're basically saying they're equivalent. Yeah, you are, aren't you? Yeah, because that's how I look at it as well. I'm thinking, well, my, if Trent's seven twenty-four since paying... since August. Oh, here we go. go on. Since August the first, twenty nineteen, he's won thirteen p in on. media buzz. Yeah. Okay. And. Yeah, I think 15 to 20p could be doable. Some years they go further in the Champions League. When's he going to score You know, a sublime free kick and a match winner and pick up dividends? Is the free kick on a Sunday? Obviously more chance of winning on a Sky game, isn't there, media? 
if he scores the winner on a, on a Super Sunday. So some years he's obviously not going to win much media, but I think he's capable of 20 to 25p. So it probably averages out 15 as just a guess now, but it's very difficult to say. But yeah, I, I guess the point to conclude, um, I don't see the logic in saying, oh, he, he should be tracking and closing the gap to, sorry, Davis should be closing the gap to Trent. Yeah, it's it's really tough to say. There's there's a there's a lot of variables to consider in this one, but I think it's it's something that we're going to see continue to. Re- I, I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen even crazier comparisons of fullbacks lower down. But there, there just isn't that much of there isn't that many who can kind of compete in that category. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But uh, I mean, just before we get into our Q and A, there's one last thing that we said in last week's episode that we talk about this week is IPOs. Uh, that's been bubbling for the last two or three weeks, hasn't it, Lee? That we might see them come back sooner rather than later, and it might actually be under a new system. Uh, what do you think? What well, do I think? It, I think they're going to come back soon. Um... And hopefully under a new system. That's all. That's all I know. But uh, I think it'd be great under a new system. It'd be really interesting. And I think it could add even more sort of interest to the to the index. A bidding system would be great. Pretty exciting as well. Panda, I agree. I I don't like IPOs and position changes. Are two things I'd like to see a bit more control over. So position changes, number one, I'm not going to go into them, but just like the fact I woke up at four o'clock in the morning and saw Alfonso Davis as a defender and that enabled me to buy over over Lee, who was at work, maybe didn't see it for the afternoon. Like that's a, that's a fractured heart. That's not skill. That's just pure luck. And with IPOs, I tend to feel the same at the moment. It's about are you around and how quickly can you can you tap a button on your mouse? I'm hopeful that with the new IPO system, we see an element of skill involved and valuation technique. And you're like, you know, there's a finite number of shares. What what am I willing to pay on it? Like a blind auction or bidding system? That's exciting. Then we're going to see who really wants the player. You know, I think at the moment, everyone just hammers the button as soon as they release because they know it's a quick uh, a route to a quick buck. Do you know what, And we're going to... Go on, sorry, Lee. Do you know what would be interesting as well? How people are valuing players? Because you've got to, you've <laughs> yeah. got to actually value someone. Then It's not a case of... Okay, people are going to buy, which a lot of people buy because people are going to buy. It's not a case of people are going to buy. It's going to be a case of, oh, we've got to actually think about. It could change the index in a way because people have got because people have got to think. Okay, what do I base this price on? Do I base it on another player? Do I base it on how many dividends are they going to win? Like, could it could really like educate and. Be, be the whole better for the index for all players, not just the ones that are IPOing. I love it, and I think it's a, a really, really healthy thing. And what I think we'll see, do you agree, Fig? Is that I think the easiest path that people choose to go down is uh, who's who can I kind of marry him at the hip to? Who can I link him to? So if you get a young Brazilian come on, they may think, okay, so Vinicius has gone to Madrid, so is Rodrigo. They're at that price. Okay, that's what I'm willing to pay a little bit under. Yeah, that's probably, I think, that's probably the easier part. Like. Yeah, and it's gonna, it's gonna, it's actually gonna push. I think it's gonna push FI to IPO players at a younger age, as young an age as they can, so that they're valued higher. Because if we look at like 
the guys who are up there it's Cherky, it's fatty those types who have played a couple games and so as soon as i think we're going to see as soon as players turn 16 and they're known enough or they get a, a link from a reserve team to uh to a mainstream club then we're going to see them IPO'd if they have the functionality because I think there's just a lot of money to be made for FI. Do you want the market that thinned, though? That's always my worry. I mean, I don't think some of the top-end players at the moment are fair value because there's not enough money in the market. No, but do, do, do FI want that to become fair value straight away? Um, what, what, why is it in FI's interest for Sancho to go to £25 sooner rather than a lot of the market cap growing and then Sancho growing. Do you isn't know that I mean? busy? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Isn't that like a philosophy? Isn't that like, isn't that their market strategy and philosophy? Like they may deem having a very high priced asset sitting at the top shows strength of the platform and, you know, drags a lot of prices up and encourages more deposits. Yeah. Versus I, I, having them kind of condensed. I don't know which way you'd go with it. Potentially you, yeah. I, I mean, before I hand over to Lee, because I just wanted to yeah. say this, like the amount of people that have DM'd me being like, is this player on the platform? And I say no. And it's happened recently, like within this Corona crisis period. And I'm yeah. just like, no. I think someone tweeted me today saying, "Is um, who's the lad on loan from Leeds, the centre half? Yeah. Uh, ben something, what's his name? Um, yeah, that's the one. They were like, is he on the index? So, I, no, I don't think so. I've just searched for him. And they were like, oh, you know. Okay. But, you're, but you're massively going to piss off a lot of the big investors because you're changing our bets significantly. Unless you're going to compensate with dividend increases, obviously. But if you're going to launch 400 players onto the platform or however many 16-year-olds, that's going to have a seismic effect on, on the kind of market. That's why I sort of thought, well, I don't know. That's why I don't know how you phase them in. Hmm. It, I, I don't. I think it will be gradual, but then I think what I was describing was kind of like I think that will be the new normal at some point. If that makes mm. sense. Yeah, I think one day. Yeah, yeah. Lee, any other comments on IPOs, mate? Just that it'll be an improvement. I think, <laughs> which is the main <laughs> thing. And uh, yeah, I, I'm like Panda. I hate the fastest finger first. Uh, I can't stand it. So. Um... I think it'll be improvement, and I think it'll be good. Mm. It'll be something good. Mm, mm. Right, I think that's that's all we've got time for on IPOs, and we're going to move into the Q and A. We're going to try and get as many Ooh. of these as possible. Uh, so, Panda, we'll pick one each to go, one each, <sighs> yeah, and then we'll we'll all answer them. Because Lee's here, do you want to do what set a timer for twelve minutes, fifteen minutes? Was yeah, fifteen. Why not? Fifteen minutes. Fifteen okay. minutes. It's going to be a nice roundabout one. Right. Let me just bring up the. Uh tweet and then set my timer you're going first yeah uh i'll read a question first both of you yeah i haven't okay. read these i'm just gonna i'm gonna try and read them in chronological order all right go on <laughs> right ready set go show pony who's the <laughs> you know who's the weirdest person to call you daddy that goes to both of you if the answer isn't football index rc i'll be alarmed uh it probably is rc for me <laughs> Me? Yeah, RC for me. Yeah, RC, <laughs> RC to me as well. Right, over to you. Uh, this is from Louis M. Uh, Louis Figo or Rui Costa? Probably. Figo, definitely. Yeah, Figo to me as well. Rui Costa is one of those that I never quite grasped the beauty of him, but Lee would know. But yeah, Figo for me. 
Vega, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's Figo for me as well. Uh, from De Kaiser, uh, oh, outside of FI, talk us through your last bet you made where you placed more than 10k. Um, because it's just me, isn't it? Well, I've never well, done you, that, so yeah. I think this is aimed at you, Lee. Uh, Panda, I've, I've, I've never <laughs> done that, no, not in the never, sports market uh, anyway. Uh, I did uh, 16th February this year, uh, South Africa, two days after Valentine's, I'm sure, and it was a uh, South Africa, England T20 International. Very briefly, South Africa set 222, but it was at altitude, so the ball was absolutely flying off the bat. England had an absolutely packed uh, T20 lineup, massive explosive hitters, as Lee probably know, all the way down to seven and eight, knowing Ali and, um, and uh, Butler, Josh Butler. So just got started backing England throughout their chase and uh, went big at the end when they lost a couple of wickets and wobbled, but Owen Morgan was still there and crushing the ball. So that was the last 10k bet I placed. Luckily, it was successful. Very um, intricate, very intricate thinking there. There was more to it than that. But <laughs> all right, over to you, Fu. Uh I like this one. I don't know if you saw it. It was from Fi Sham sixty nine er, and he just wrote two words to your mm. to your tweet: right. share expiry. And I like the very blunt. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I go first. Uh, own it. I don't. Doesn't bother me too much. Like I get that we should have it on the platform, but to me, you've got. To, be trying to own it a little bit yourself and um, there's transaction history so just keep an eye on things yeah it bothers me just because of the i feel like there's been a few false promises over it um mm. in terms of i think i, I searched out a call uh call <laughs> yeah. i searched out a tweet from adam cole from april 2019 i think it was and uh that basically said that we will have uh, we'll have, we'll have it implemented, and if not, we'll have um, a notification sent by email a month in advance. So that hasn't happened yet. Mm, that is a bit naughty. Yeah, I think those are the the kind of thing that probably I I think for me it's not a bother personally, but I understand that it is for a lot of people. Yeah, and the amount of people that message me over this is is really ridiculous. Like I get emails about this. Um, it does so it I, does bother people. So yeah, and it, I think they could easily have um like it, it might not be possible to integrate on the platform, but on a separate site where you could log into just see a list of when your players expire because they, they've obviously got that information for them to expire. So I can't see why that can't happen. I know when I my, can see I know when I can my see first one, one right. Yeah, I know when my first one expires. Oh, when is it? 1st of January 2018. So you've got till January of this, this yeah. coming January. Yeah, but I don't know who it is. <laughs> 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 and I don't know how many, obviously. So I think I know who it is. I think it's Leon Bailey. But um, oh god, oh. but PB man's favourite. Yeah. What is the obsession with that man? Um, I don't get it. So yeah, I think uh, it's not many. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would be nice to know how many. Okay. Under <laughs> um, your turn. Yes. Uh, Fi Bruce Wayne. Uh, who is the better Monaco youngster and why? Fig first in Lee. Pellegri or Goobles? I literally haven't seen Goebbels play. <laughs> I can't say. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm quite biased on this because Pellegrini is one of my biggest stars. <laughs> and I mockingly uh, tweet out about him quite a lot. Uh, it's mainly for humour. 
But um, yeah, I've ducked seeing Green Balls play, and I'll, I'll go with Pellegrini. See you at five pound. Yeah, I'll go for I'll go for Pellegrini as well. I think it's a Pellegrini clean sweep on the podcast extra. <laughs> Even well, I mean, I've never seen Gravels play. No, I, I haven't. I, I no, no. But you know, I've got to answer the questions for the fans. Over to you, Phil. Um, oh, <laughs> I, I feel like we need to put in a, a caveat there that he might not Pellegrini might never play again. <laughs> he literally might not. Well, he hasn't played for about two years, has he? But if he does. If he does, <laughs> if he gets, if he kicks a ball again, watch out! Watch but out! It's a massive if. Yeah. Right, I've got one for you. Uh, Fi Berbatov. How do you explain mm. to people Fi isn't a pyramid scheme? Uh, well, yeah, it's a good question because the business model has an element of that where I believe that deposits and new money coming in uh, pays for some expansion of the, the young technology company. But I'd honestly just ask people to go to ASP today who has done a lot of hard work for us, I think, on this podcast. That thread, I think, is brilliant, the way he's worded it, which talks, it basically combats the Joseph Bukdal um, uh, tweet today. I think he's a little bit of a wind-up merchant on Football Index. And I think from afar, I understand the scepticism because there's a lot of player rises and capital appreciation. So it does look from afar a little bit dodgy. Um, but ASP does a really good job on it. And it's a bit annoying because, I'd say I should take a bit longer here, but I got a tweet this week about it as well, talking about the kind of... Uh, Ponzi pyramid nature of the Windex, and I kindly, politely said, like, do you want to DM me and talk about the mechanics of it? And and they don't, but they just like to bait the users. And I think as a community, number one, we don't help ourselves because a lot of people don't understand it fully. So they get I was just argument. about to say that. Yeah. Very very <laughs> fucking smart people, which Joseph Bookdale is a smart guy. And sometimes we do ourselves a disservice, but equally, I understand we get defensive over it and we want to kind of answer, but. I tend to try and lure them into a DM or like invite them onto the show, but no one wants to do it. So um, yeah, anyway, go to ASP's tweet. I think there's a massive misconception from many users about how Football Index works. And I think we had ASP dial in about three weeks ago now, Panda, and he, he explained it very well. And I, and I would... I would beckon people to listen to that episode and I would truly encourage people to to try and understand how this thing works because there is a really, there is a lack of understanding about how the business model works. And the way I explained it, I think on the three hour uh, bonanza with Sam Friedman and, um, and uh bloody sigmund like we literally got a a question which was why isn't football index ponzi scheme obviously sam friedman and sigmund are both much smarter than me uh sam explained it very well my explanation is that at the moment the reason that there are few losers is this because uh it is a growing market right but when we reach market there are three types of uh betting business models i suppose right now at the moment if you include fi's right you've got traditional bookmakers where about 98 percent of people lose right you've got the exchanges where you'd say 48 percent of people win panda no no long-term winners they've only got about four what, one sec, one sec. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that in terms of caveat without um if you don't include liquidity makers, right? So Betfair Exchange, you've got forty eight percent of people in terms of like just the general maths on paper, because it's people peer to peer, you'd have a fifty fifty like it'd be a zero sum game, right? Well negative because you you pay commission. Yeah, take oh, away take the commission. It. So you'd have like a minus one percent or something like on that. On one match on one match market, okay. Yes. Yeah. But if you include the amount of money that's provided by liquidity providers, like fifty or sixty percent, that those odds dramatically drop. 
right to, mm-hmm. to something that that you've probably quoted there four five six seven mm-hmm. eight nine ten percent whatever it may be with fi we will move towards that betfair model where it is more peer-to-peer and it is zero sum um and that will mean that we'll have will go from 2% of losing people to 52% of people losing. And then if the market gets thicker and if I introduce liquidity providers, which maybe they will, maybe they won't in the future, they might keep it how it is, then we might see it go from 48% to to dwindle towards those Betfair exchange numbers. And that would just be a sign of a maturing market and then the best traders would win. That is my explanation and my understanding of the business model and in comparison to traditional gambling markets and an exchange. And for me, I I see that kind of uh, curve of FI's growth moving into what Betfair Exchange currently is. And it's quite simple to me. The other thing that I quickly want to touch on, and uh, again, a really massive misconception is people comparing uh, dividends to commissions, which eventually Football Index would need uh, commissions to be um you know greater than dividends and from time to time they probably are at the moment but the way that fi's business model works is they they are making money in three different ways one they are making money on deposits that are staked on players so players that are uh actually bought from fi they are issuing those bets and that money is theirs to do what they want with two commissions those two percents they do add up three instant sell fi can essentially issue a bet and then buy it back from a user at uh, a fraction of the price that those are the three fundamental ways fi make money and i think people get caught up in particular ones either maybe one of the three or two of the three but they never really have a full understanding of the whole picture so that's my kind of piece on it for now and i'm sure you've heard me speak about this kind of stuff on so many different podcasts that i am uh kind of surprised that we still get asked the question but lee i'd love to hear your your thoughts on on what's been going on today with uh bushel yeah so i'll be i did try to interact with him a little bit but then i gave up <laughs> basically you everyone jumps on your tweets and it's difficult to get your point across um so yeah i think i mean firstly if i have paid out two million pound in march so that's in that's in payout so I, I don't know many ponzi schemes that pay out two million pounds a month <laughs> uh, so, um and yeah I, I think as i understand the business model and this this might not be right so i might be speaking out of turn it is to grow to the market cap as you said so i see us as basically sort of a 1980s stock market at the moment and we're growing up to values that we think are the players are worth um and then once we get there as you said it'll become more of a um trader to trader uh if they can move towards the sort of order book order book model uh, more of a trader to trader model from there um yeah yeah I, I think i think it is quite simple to to kind of wrap your head around it once you do enough reading once you understand it definitely go listen to the three-hour podcast with um mm. uh sam and, and sigmund I but Panda, I, I know you're begging to say something no 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 i wasn't sorry no no no. i, I did know sorry i did notice something in the um terms and conditions uh change that uh they did actually uh clarify that they can buy a bet at a lower price and then re- reissue it um and that, i don't think that was in there before so that that sort of goes along with this is yeah that's money. yeah 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 i was saying this to uh to fig uh fig on the phone a little while ago that 
they sell a bet Jaden Sancho at £10. They then, someone wants to cash out him, so they buy it back at 8 or 7 Then they can quickly reissue it again at 10 So they've made quite a bit on that transaction, um, which is another stream, but yeah. And, and because they are a private company, it's hard to understand how much they make from instant selling and, and kind of trading those players because sometimes they are buying bad value bets for more than they should. But overall, if that nets out at them making, you know, uh, another stream of a good income through the instant sales, then that is good for their business model. But predominantly what matters for FI is deposits versus dividends at the moment commissions and instant sales the way those trade in and out because they are kind of like variable costs to some extent like they're quite um they're not constant if you were gonna if you're gonna kind of like forecast for, for a business it would be harder to forecast kind of your comms and your um and your instant sales because uh you might have periods where like people go couple of weeks without trading or like a couple of uh boring weeks blah 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 uh, but with the deposits if you can kind of like forecast that growth against like user acquisition and so on and so forth it's a lot easier to do that than the other two and that's why i think fi are currently still focused in that way and they will do until um you know probably order books come in we're blowing it though it's 13 and a half minutes this was meant to be the quick fire round oh mate go on go on you got no no we're, we're done i'm out we're of done. time i feel You're terrible for the fans yeah yeah I'll try, i can squeeze in two more if you've got time go on let's go uh, two more oh shit uh, 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 uh if you had a full head of hair would you go for a covid cut <laughs> i think i've already got a covid cut yeah I was gonna say, <laughs> i'm on my way and i might well go for the covid cut this weekend uh shaving my head was the best one of the best things i've ever done <laughs> i i uh I've, I've got a bet on don't i with you panda if, yeah uh, about june if 13th comes back yeah, june 13th yeah. then uh last one because i do have to go i just want to get this really in this uh, is a yes or no question for you both no let uh, me just let me quickly do it uh, you're, you're gonna do it go i just on. want to, i just saw it from uh, one of my fans fr morkey david neres is going to be the next wave of six pound plus players yes or no one word. No. 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 Fine. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no. He doesn't, he doesn't play in a PB league, does he? He's not even young, like, is he? I don't know how young he is, but like, I, I would presume that the next wave of players exploding would probably be either A, in comparison, due to like a big transfer thing or um, uh, football coming back. You know, you're talking about six quid there. Is it, What is he now? Like two, two, 150 or whatever? I don't know. You'd have to quadruple in price. I don't even know what no, price he is. Yeah. It's three no's. <laughs> Sorry. It's like a, a really brutal X Factor audition. It's the best way, I think. Just I'm tempted to go down all these just with one word answers to them all. Just let's go, let's answer. go. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll do one more. I'll one do more, one more. One more uh, this this was a good one. Uh, Football Index Buzz, or LM, oh. that we both know. Three words to describe your thoughts on Adam Cole's market update to today. Three words. Three words, only three words. Uh, bland uh, cabbage water. <laughs> I said this. You didn't learn anything. Lee. Lee? Uh, okay. Update. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> I'd say decent. Uh, daddy. Cheers. This is quite addictive, by the way. Right, one more, one more. Uh, steak bake or sausage roll? Uh, steak bake. Steak bake. Steak bake, yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. Um, we got loads of questions about uh, 
Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, but I've not watched the, uh, the Tiger King. No, I'm on episode not. two. Uh, Worth watching? Is it good? Uh, I watched the first five minutes the other night and then turned it off, and then I thought, I'll give it another go. Yeah. And now, okay. yeah, I might, I might be a little bit addicted. So, hmm. yeah. I'd go uh, <laughs> Joe Exotic. I'm in that camp. <laughs> um, will we see a huge shift towards Germany now, given the announcement on Bundesliga? Yes, we already have. Late, yeah, we already have. <laughs> Can't copy each other. Uh, F index plus PL plus, and uh, I never know how to say his name. Is it wrong for FI to brand themselves as a football stock market when the spreads stop the ability to trade freely? I don't really care about the spreads. I just don't think they should be necessarily branded as a football stock market because it's a gambling company. Lee, um, I don't mind it being a stock market. I'm not concerned about the spreads at the moment. I think they were there for a reason. And I think we'll, they'll revert to something more realistic when we get football back. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Is that all we've got time for, Panda? I think so. And, um, well, we're doing next week again, potentially. If this, well, there probably won't be football back, will there? So we'll do no. a quick fire round next week. And try and get some. There's yeah. actually some really good questions there. So I may well hold them back for next week. <laughs> where can people find out more about you uh, I'm assuming now I've grown to the status where if you just put Panda into Twitter and football index or something you'll see <laughs> Lee yeah on Twitter <laughs> at football index SOT yeah, that's it, is it yeah. or is it something else Panda's going to be like uh, selling when he shaves his head selling locks of his hair away <laughs> I've already thought about it to be honest. Yeah. Just um, uh, generate a little income stream. People yeah. are clamoring for these follicles. Oh, mate. <laughs> Do you know what? Literally as we're about to finish, one of my mates that I tested the quiz on, he said, Any more of those football quizzes, mate? Enjoyed that. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was it was decent. It was decent. Yeah, yeah. And um, we'll do one maybe in the autumn, I don't know, or the summer. We'll see how it goes. Actually we might have one tonight, might we? Lee's got a few questions up his sleeve. Yeah, I have, yeah. Twenty questions. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks very much for joining me, lads. Uh, sorry if this uh, this <laughs> this episode went awry. It's all Lee's fault. It's all oh, it always fault. is. It's all Lee's fault. Uh, cheers <laughs> for listening, guys. everyone, and uh, have cheers. a great day. Cheers. Bye.